When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Butes, uh, fantastic news. Uh, the NRLW is on the Central Coast tomorrow. Yes. Sydney Roosters looking absolutely fantastic. Great win last week against the West Tigers. I watched the highlights of that game again last night and so many Central Coast girls playing you know, at the top of their game mm. in that Sydney Roosters team. Their coach joins us right now. Welcome back to the show, John Strange. Good morning, mate. G'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah, we're well. Uh, fantastic to have you join us. And we spoke about you a few weeks ago because of the fact that not only are you coaching uh, a team where you've won the premiership, but your son made his debut with Canberra. Your daughter also playing NRLW level. So I think the strange family have created history. Oh, look, it's been yeah, it's um, been an exciting year actually. Yeah, obviously with. Uh... Uh, Jazzy playing um, for the Knights, you know, which I guess was kind of expected. But Ethan debuting for the Raiders uh, definitely wasn't this year, not from from myself or Ethan, to be honest. So that was um, very exciting for him, and you know, to get a taste of it at a young age, um, little Annie, yeah, you know, doing good for the future. So uh, yeah, mate, it's been a been a very uh, full on year, and um, yeah, it's been enjoyable. Can you share? I mean, it's Father's Day tomorrow. How was that moment watching? Your son make his NRL debut. Oh, it was really, really special, Steve. Uh, it was a, it was a challenging week for me. Um, obviously, we were playing. Un- unfortunately, we played uh, the women's team at the same time, and and they do feel like my family as well. So it was a it was a tough decision to make. Uh, I spoke to Izzy, the the captain, um, and Nick. You know, in relation to the the club to get their thoughts. They were very supportive. Um, you know, obviously wanted to go down there, and then. I was standing down there at Amy Park uh, when he ran out on the field. Um, there were some tears coming out, definitely. And it was very emotional for this, you know, and he's still my, my baby. He was 18 at the time, but he's um, still my baby boy, and he probably always will be, even though he towers over me now. But, yeah, it was it was really emotional and a very special time, that's for sure. Mate, it was fantastic. And I've got to say, mate, I saw on uh, Facebook the jersey presentation uh, where both you and your wife were down there and, uh, said a few words, and um, obviously it meant a lot to the family, clearly, and there's no doubt about that. But um, uh, what sort of struck home to me was um, how the club, and in particular Ricky Stewart, have made Ethan feel part of that, you know, that group, that core group, and um, how appreciative you, you as a family were of that, and also how appreciative Ethan was of what's happened down there with the club. Yeah, well, that, that's it, Butte. I mean, you know, when he went down there and spoke with Ricky, he was only 17, and um, Ricky called me after he'd, he'd met with Ethan. He hadn't signed, but he, he at that stage, yeah, but Ricky just said, look, I'm obviously really keen to get him down. He's just met him. He's a, young, he's a great young kid, and um, but, but he had a chat more of, as a father-to-father, which is important yep. to me. Um, you know, he knew then, even though I wasn't down there, but Adele had said, you know, um, John and Ethan are very close. This is going to be a challenge um, for Ruth, but probably more for me, to be honest, um, for him to move, you know, so far away. So, 
Uh, Ricky's been that, that was from day dot. He was, you know, he said he'd look after him from a father's point of view, and, and that's the club in a whole. To be fair with the Raiders, I've, I've discovered over the last twelve months, so they're a very family orientated club, um, which is which is great. I think that's why Ethan settled in down there. Being a Central Coast local, uh, he's not really, a, he's not a city kid. He never has been. So the fact that he's sort of gone from the Central Coast straight into Canberra, um, and they've looked after him really well. That that's been, yeah, it's I've really appreciated it. That's for sure. Hey, I tell you, we want to talk about the NRLW, but oh, yeah. wow, what a game for Canberra this weekend. And what a day this afternoon with North Queensland up against Penrith. But yeah. we do want to talk NRLW. And, John, I just want to say, I might be biased here, but Jocelyn Kelleher, the way she is playing. And then your first try last week, we see just a sensational ball from Taran Aiken. You know, your halves combination, and you move Corbin Baxter back to fullback. So... The spine just looks absolutely brilliant, but I feel like it's the best I've seen Jocelyn play. Oh, look, I think I think it has. Look, she's been with us for a few years now, and um, and Steve, you know the story with Joss, where she was playing AFL and come across to our our Harvey Norman side in 2020 and put her in the back row, and then she's played hooker, and she actually um, yeah made a sort of joke in preseason that that under me she's played every single position on the field, and I didn't realise that until. She told me to started thinking about it, which she has. Um, but I think she's a born seven, and she's been working into that role. Um, I've been, you know, brought her off the bench last year as a ball playing thirteen, and and in the halves a little bit. But it was just really to try and ready her for her to take control of a team, which uh, which she's done. Like you just said there, I think yeah, I agree with her. It's the best she's ever played. And um, what's really important is that um, the team are really connected around her, and in particular Taryn Aiken and and Corbs at fullback, where they're they are the three ball players, but, but Joss is the chief of the side and she, she steers them around and makes all the calls and then the other two girls play off the back of that. So she's an integral part of our side in the way we're playing. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really happy for her that, you know, she is in career best form. I've got to say, mate, I, I thought she may have been a little bit unlucky last year not to miss out on the World Cup um, just because of her versatility. You know, I, I saw what you did with her at various stages, playing her at... Lock at dummy half. Uh, obviously, she's got the ability to play halfback, and I just thought it would have been a really good fit and, and probably a good reward for her uh, for her efforts over the 18 months prior to that uh, to be rewarded. But you know what? She's taken that and now is going stronger with it. And, and the other thing too, Butes, is uh, goal kicking. Yes. So she nailed one from the sideline last week and just strikes them beautifully. Mate, it's a significant part of the game. And I've got young Taylor Preston who works with us at Oztag there. Strange, you know, and I said to her, one of the big things I said to her was, you know, you've got to really work on your kicking game and your goal kicking game as a yep. halfback. It's so important and it's such a valuable asset. And I said, you know what, you think about the best halfbacks in the game at the moment. You know, Nathan Cleary is, you know, a great kicker of the ball. He's a great leader in what he does with the, with the footy, but he's also a great goal kicker. And his value to that team is ridiculous. And, you know, I guess it's such an important part of the game now uh, and, and it will become even more important. And I hope these girls start to realise the value of that. Oh, look, I totally agree. Um, you know, last year we had Zahara Tamari as our goal kicker and um, actually got a, um, a couple of sessions with Josh Mantelada off in the Central Coast just to help her, which, which he did. And, and also Jocelyn's um, been getting some kicking lessons, quite a few from from Josh as well. And that's, that's really helped her and... Um, the hardest thing for her is a little bit of a joke within the team because of the way we play. We we um, like to strip teams on the edges, so she's 
usually kicking sort of between tap line and um, and sideline. So percentages aren't going to be great. But like you said there as well, Steve, she did know one from the sideline. And um, yeah, and she's, you know, a kicking game in, in general as well has is, is, is improved a lot. And uh, you talk about Taylor Preston there, Butte. Um, she's a great kicker in the footy, you know, since... She's um, been so good over the last couple of years, and she's getting better as well. So it's so it is so important, um, especially in the women's game, because I think there's a lot more boys coming through that have been kicking the ball around since L six. Um, yep. So there's a lot more options there for teams. But in the girls, there isn't at the moment. Um, I'm sure in years to come there will. But um, so to have someone like Josh in our in our side that can kick like she she can is um, is really important to us. Hey, John, I'd like to get your thoughts on Parramatta. So that game tomorrow, 150 at Industry Group Stadium. But can I just wax lyrical about your team a little? So you really are blessed. I mean, you've got Isabel Kelly, who is like a Ferrari in the centres. Jess Sergis in outstanding form. And then up front, you've got Millie Boyle this year from the reigning premiers, the Newcastle Knights. So you're just so chock full of talent. But last week, there was an unsung hero. I think it was Mia Wood... On the wing, and was that a debut for her? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, so she actually came in uh, late. She only came into the squad a week of round one because we had one of our players um, go down with a, an ACL rupture. So she came in late and didn't know whether she'd get an opportunity or not. But uh, with Jamie Fresart, uh, local local wild girl, being ruled out with concussion last week, Mia got an opportunity, and uh, yeah, she you know she did a really good job. Obviously, scored the hat trick there on debut, which is very special, the only girl that's done that in the NRLW, but um, yeah, and she was really solid again, and um, so yeah, like, like for, for me, we look, 100% we've got some stars and some good players, but it's about everyone contributing um, equally, um, and I, I think Mia typified that when she got an opportunity last week. Yeah, Parramatta were real contenders. Uh, this year they're struggling, that's fair to say. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, definitely. They've lost a lot of players. Them and the Dragons, you know, they've lost a lot of key players, so their their squads are definitely weaker than last season. But um, yeah. you know, and Kennedy tearing into out tomorrow, which is a, is a massive blow for them. Uh, and Elsie Alberts um, still carrying a calf injury, and, and she's out. So uh, look, they're not as definitely not as strong. But you know, we've learned, we've spoken about ever since our round two defeat at the hands of the hands of the Raiders. We've spoken about complacency and. You know, we know if we don't turn up uh, for any game, we know what can happen. So there'll be no complacency. Um, but, you know, we've just got to focus on us and keep keep um, progressing how we are. And, I'm, you know, I'm really happy with the way we're going, but we can't uh, lower our standards or have that mindset at all for tomorrow's game because Para they upset us last uh, year in the semi. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's still, that still burns deeply for me. <laughs> I, I think the big thing, you know, this 10-team competition is the fact that you know, last year and, and with the six-team competition, you could sort of limp your way through, and, and that basically happened for Parramatta last year. I think they won one game and, and snuck into the semi-finals yep. based on for and against and all those other permutations. And then you just need to get a couple of wins and, you know, suddenly they're in the grand final. I think that's how it played out. Whereas this 10-team competition suddenly means, you know, it's about being consistent. One thing I'm looking forward to, and, and I know tomorrow's uh, you're going to take it one week at a time, but uh, next week, the Knights versus Roosters, top of the table clash. That's going to be an almighty game. Oh, that's going to be a cracker. Like, I'm excited about that. Obviously, yeah, we you know it's, we know it's one game at a time, Buttes, and that's my mindset for tomorrow. But uh, I do know what's coming. And, um, yeah, obviously, we've both got to get through our games. We've actually got the Raiders down at Canberra today, the night. So I'm hoping that they get the win and we get the win tomorrow and that sets it up for that top of the table 
um, clash. And, and, and the Knights fans, they really get out in support. I've obviously been there a few times this year supporting mm-hmm. Jazz, and they really get behind their women's team. So I'm expecting a big crowd, and hopefully it's a nice, it's a nice sunny Saturday afternoon up in the Hunter, and um, it's, it's a cracking game. Hey, John, uh, so great to talk to you, mate. I know you've got some other commitments with our good friend Rick Julian in a few minutes, so uh, we'll leave it there, mate. But uh, congrats on everything you've done so far. Also to your family on a personal level. Yeah. uh, Having your daughter and son both at the elite level and you being a premiership winning coach. Thanks again for your time and enjoy Father's Day tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers.